Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Hey guys, it's it's Video. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is, it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you're going to be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Robots Radio presents... Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster. One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. Uranium fever. Where fallout is heaviest, it can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter. Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue. And your host, as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. Welcome to the Fallout Hub. This is the Internet's Dave Chaffins welcoming all the goal, the goals and robots, uh, also known as ghouls and robots, to our wonderful and lovely show. Today I have with me two very special people. First off, we've got the wonderful, the always vigilant and just shining Kenneth Vigue. How are you, sir? You know, Dave, I'm I'm warm. It's pretty, pretty. You're warm. Pretty goddamn. I'm warm too. Goddamn it's, warm. You see, it, it's it's a good thing to do when you start any podcast is to immediately talk about the weather. People love that content. People absolutely love that content. Yep. 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 yep they, 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 they. Joining us today, a very special guest. We've got Kieran, also known as Bundicott or Bundicoot. Or Bundicum. just a real Bundy cutie. How you doing, man? <laughs> Hello, Dave. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's great to be here. Um, I have I have an important announcement. Um, the I've broken myself. I've decided that um, it came a time where I was I was looking into um. You know, upgrading some setups, upgrading some different stuff. Um, and I was trying to price between buying an external GPU uh, to put into my MacBook, which I then run a uh, Windows 10 boot camp on, on a separate 
external USB drive, and I priced that out, and that upgrade uh, was going to cost me three hundred dollars in order to um, in order to, uh, to to do some some light PC gaming. So instead, I, I just decided to buy an Xbox, um, <laughs> just on a whim, because that was three hundred dollars, uh, and I was like, well, okay. I'm just going to buy this now. Um, so now I have I have all the consoles. And what you don't know is once you have all the consoles, they give you a special certificate that says that you're a real nerd now. So I am I am truly you're a, a real nerd. At this you're point. a real pro gamer. Pro-gamer. I'm a real pro gamer. Here's the thing. Here's the point I want to bring up. You know, I'm not just like trying to show off to these people. So I, I, I've been playing... I've been playing Fallout 76 on the Xbox Series S. I, d- I didn't shoot for the refrigerator. I, I, I decided for the smaller version. I like the, that it's like no, no bigger than a Wii. You know, it, it has that. It, well, that's fine. You can be disappointed in me. I'm still <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm doing my budget gaming situation. It's perfectly fine. So it still has the, uh, the frame rate boost on there, which I didn't realize. So I'm playing. I'm playing Fallout 76. And I'm like. When did they? This looks great. This is playing great. Is this how it is? Is this what sixty FPS looks like? I looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, they did. They did the the boost thing. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I can go back and play Fallout on the PlayStation now. I think it's just like it's like slightly ruined for me, which is kind of sad because there's a whole like year and a half of Fallout first on that account, which means oh, a no. bunch of Adam Shop items on that account and, and you know, the characters that I've invested, you know, two and a half to three years on are on that account. So I'm, 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 I'm in a real pickle. I'm in a real pickle right now. Go with the frame rate, man. You can sacrifice all that other stuff. It's fine. That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, you know, now it's like, I'm, I'm converting myself, you know, Bethesda has 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 jumped onto the Microsoft ship, and I'm like, been kind of waiting, been kind of seeing, been got to watch the C3, which we're going to talk about. And I thought, you know, maybe it's time to jump the ship because originally, first, the last Xbox I had was in 2000 in 2010, had an Xbox, and at the time, the PlayStation 3, in order to play online, you didn't need to pay anything. Back in the day, you had to pay something uh, to play online with the with the 360. So I was like, you know what? That's a it's a cheaper move. I'm I you know I really want to play. What was I playing? Probably like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, the online version of that. Oh, <laughs> or Battlefield Bad Company Two. I was like, I'm gonna jump the ship. So now I've jumped the ship again, and now I am driving all three ships. I'm driving the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria all three at once. <laughs> that's just a per- that's just my personal announcement. Uh, we have a lot of interesting things to cover today. Oh boy, howdy do uh, we haven't had a show in a while, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a real uh, a real burner here. Um, let's get. Let's get the big. There's some big ticket items. Um, I want to talk to you about about Steel Rain. I want to talk to you about the update that's coming out. I think next week. I think that's when it's coming out. It's pretty soon. It's next week. But I really, I really wanted to like, you know, oftentimes there's like a build up, 
And this one, I want. I recently saw Fast and Furious Nine, and so that just starts with like craziness. And so I want. <laughs> I want to channel that energy. Let's talk about the trailer for Fallout Expeditions: The Pit. What was your all's yes. reaction to that? The Pit. Insanely hyped. Yeah. Mm. It's it's ironic. So what do you what do you think the what do you think the scale of that's going to be? See, obviously, obviously, you want it to be like a mini open world, far harbor sized, you know. But like, oh man, I don't know if they're just gonna go. When they say expedition, for me, it just seems like they're wanting to do like a like a quest based thing. So it's like you go there, you have like a certain linear path to go through. I hope it's not that. I hope it's a genuine big open world, not massive, but. Big enough, you know, explore the pet. Yeah, I think they originally they said that that expeditions were just going to be like a daily ops kind of thing. Mm. Um, but I think they they got the drift that we were thirsty for some some new space to play around in. And even the way that the trailer is, it almost leads you to believe like this Brotherhood expedition crash lands, uh, maybe sends out a distressed call and this Brotherhood sends us out there on a rescue mission, maybe. Um, but it's interesting because we were just talking to Nate Perkypile last month uh, about the pit, and it's kind of wild uh, that we're we're headed back to one of his one of his worlds. I think he tweeted that um, he had his the handwriting, his like handwriting was still on the sign. They just like reused the same, the oh. you know, just updated the asset that they had, and it's like actually his like. The pit, like how it's written on the the Pittsburgh um, sign, is the same, which is kind of funny. Nice. Yeah, yeah, his his signature is a font. <laughs> <laughs> the just, um, just be called Perky. The thing that I have always said, <laughs> the thing that I have always said about um, about this, and I have, and you know, I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna take a massive amount of credit, but I will take, you know, most of the credit um, for for predicting this uh, because this has been uh, probably like two years in the making of where are they gonna. When people are like, oh, where are they gonna expand the map to? I'm always like, they're gonna expand it to Pittsburgh because my theory is that they are testing. I think in in Bethesda, I think you see a lot of things that are horizontal, right? There's a lot of horizontal Fallout 3, a lot of that's horizontal, right? And so when you get into 76 and even some of like downtown Boston and 4, there's like these vertical elements. So like there's there's the mountains and different stuff. And so I think one of the reasons for them doing the pit is they're like, okay, that was kind of like, even though it was sectioned off, there was a vertical element to that DLC. And it would be interesting to revisit that and try that out from like a, a different level of the story. Like having that dense city, there's really none of that in 76. And so... Yeah. Adding that, or at least a portion of that, or whatever the scope is, I think is a great thing for them to do. Yeah, like the traditional kind of downtown Boston, downtown Washington, D.C., mm. condensed, um, terrifying, you don't know what's coming around the next corner kind of thing. Maybe even some subway action. That would be kind of cool. That would be really good. Actually, does, does Philadelphia can... even have a subway? I imagine it must. Uh, it's not uh, Philadelphia is not the pit. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh, it's I mean Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm about to get skewered. <laughs> I meant so Pittsburgh. Funny. It's a P, uh, all right? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't have so I go to Pit, I get I get my tattoos in Pittsburgh. You know, it's like that song I get my Florida's down in Georgia or my oranges down in Georgia, you know, like the pop song that's on the radio getting the top 100 hits, getting that good song. Uh so I get my tattoos in Pittsburgh. So I go there about maybe once a year. I'm going to the concert there in August. I'm going to go see Green Day. Pretty excited about that. What else is on my schedule? Well, next week I've got a barbershop appointment. <laughs> Anyways, um, the <laughs> bar mitzvah. Uh, there's Flo's no reunion. subway, um, but it's right. There's no subway, but it's, it, it's crazy because like how I get to Pittsburgh is you go through this tunnel, much like it is exactly how the pit opens. Like you go through a tunnel and it looks like there's nothing around you and you come out the other end of the tunnel and it is just like city. It's like city, like wedged in between like some mountains and, the crazy thing about it is it still has that like old feel to it. Even though a lot of the stuff, like the, a lot of the, like ironworks and stuff are, are changed over different. There's a lot of technology stuff there in modern Pittsburgh, but it is like so dense and everything is on top of each other. Like the closest, like I can't think of it. I can't think of a really of another city that's like that, that still has that mountain aspect. Like there's like mountains there and they have built these like, neighborhoods up a mountain to the point where it's a one-way street trying to come down a mountain and i'm like i just need to put on the emergency brake as i go down like it is it is very dense but there is no uh there's no subway yeah it's really the i've only been there once and i was struck by how unusual a city it is the way in which it was built up and yeah going downhill uh there is a wild It's crazy stuff. So what do you what do you hope to see? I know that I know that there's some lore stuff with um I think the bro- the the like the lore from 3 which, you know, is not exactly the most important thing in the whole wide world, but some people on Reddit will definitely tell me that it is. Oh, yeah. Um I know that there was like a, a kind of like a a Warhammer 40k situation where they brought a bunch of uh, brotherhood people there to like clear out a zombie infestation or like a whatever those like little ghouls that were like, it was like a, like finding a bunch of like golems, you know, like from Lord of the Rings in, in, in the pit DLC. So I imagine we're going to see some of those because we see that in the trailer. Yep. The The trogs. That's it. What do you all hope to see? Curious what the massive monster is that grabs that one Brotherhood guy and just like drags him across the building. I'm hoping that isn't just like a big super mutant behemoth, but actually like a massive monster, kind of like a a trog behemoth. That'd be funny. Oh, that would be terrifying. Uh, yeah, that would be very terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a trog door. A trog door. A troglodyte. That's that's a deep cut. <laughs> Troglodyte. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Ken? Um, I would just like it to be large enough that it feels satisfying. Mm. As opposed to, uh, particularly because uh, it's been so long since we've we've had a you know, like uh, a Wastelanders sized update where the world was completely changed. Mm. Um, and I think we're, we're hungry for something new. Um, so yeah, if, if it's, if it's a nice fun world's place to explore, 
uh, like on the size of an ESO size edition, which would be just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be really, really great. I would just like it to not be like an hour's worth of content in the back to Appalachia. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, the thing, the thing that I see is like, there's, there's six regions right now within 76. Um, and I would like it to be not necessarily like, you know, like, cause things are spread out. There's forests, there's mountains, but like the size of one of those, like the, the amount of content that's in one of those, I'd really, I'd really like that to be like, if we can get that and let's say they're, they're going to call it expeditions and they start with a pit. I mean, imagine like later on they're saying, okay, our next expedition, we're going to go to, um, to new Vegas, like, and getting like that size piece where it's like, it is new Vegas, but it's not the full desert. It's like this, like, you know, like particular, you yeah. know, it's, it's not this gigantic, huge new map, but it's something like sizable, but not too big. You know, but I've never heard anybody complain about it being too big. So mm. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, and, and we're gonna we're kind of dancing I, I around. Assume we're gonna this. anyway. Much <laughs> enough, but it satisfies. <laughs> we're gonna See, take some callers today, right, Ken? Uh, we are. Uh, okay. I'm yeah, just if, double checking to make sure. If we we're have, do, we're planning the show mid podcast. This is like behind the scenes. Yeah, if people want to. Let's see. Let's move on into uh, the thing that's coming more recently, I believe, on July 7th, which is the Steel Rain update. Uh, so we're going to get the conclusion to the Brotherhood of Steel storyline that started yes. with Steel Dawn. Um, and it's going to bring in, let's see, uh, legendary crafting, uh, legendary power armor crafting as well. And Ken, I think you said five new camp slots, right? Uh, nope, we're getting a total of five, so we're getting three new ones that we'll be dropping with this next patch. Uh, Jeff Gardner revealed that. He wasn't sure if he wasn't supposed to or did, just didn't care, but um, I think out of all of this, I'm more excited by that than than maybe something like Legendary Crafting, um, partly because I really love building. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about the new camp slots. That's going to be awesome. Right now it's only two and that feels it feels like that maybe you have like a showpiece and then you're like what I would call your main camp. And and I've always liked like, you know, having these builds where it's like, OK, it functions as like your main camp where you have all of your workbenches, all the different stuff you need, but also is kind of a showpiece. And so it'll be nice, I think, to have five. Um, and if you look at. I mean, just how the game is, you can put them in like, five, you know, if you were like being real statistical about them, but you could put them in all the five different regions. And then that's like oh. fast traveling. You're like getting that free fast travel like that. That's not a bad idea. I'm coming up with great. I'm coming up with a great, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think just call me a professor of statistics. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dave's new title. Yeah, it's uh. Like, I've been using them, I, I, I do exactly that. So I have one camp that's kind of my main camp, and then the second camp has become an event camp. Um, like, on one character, I've got the concert grounds that we use for Fallapalooza, um, that Kieran saw. And 
I actually got a few um, cinematic shots of that if you're ever needing it. When you were doing oh, that, I was in just recording a bunch of stuff. <laughs> People dancing around. Yeah, we, Sorry. it's the constant jumping. Um, and yeah, having these other camps would be great because um, I can I can build um, event-specific camps like mazes or um, we've been doing more QuakeCon community stuff. So some of the hoarders hustle or the nuka shine runs i could just build those camps and then only load them in when we're doing events so having those extra slots would be super helpful i like that i like that i'm curious so i from what i can garner what from what i can jeff garner here um (laughs) i think that the the legendary crafting is much like um the current like when you get uh ha- like how you roll new items within the game like if you get a plan for um you know like a goth shotgun and you've got the legendary modules and you um build it and then it rolls based on the star amounts that's how it's working right now for, at least in the pts right yeah okay okay i just wanted to make sure because i, I like i feel like that there should be some way to like designate like the, the like you know the lotto machine or like the the, the different things like yeah, I guess what do you call them like the RNG that's what people call them um, some of that I think in the game is good but I think people are really looking forward to like oh if I could just have I like this gun and I like this legendary that I have but if I could just tweak one thing or if I could like you know have this be a different like I. I have this thing. I like all of the things, but I don't like nocturnal and I want to change that. So I'm a little bit disappointed that you can't particularly do that, but I am looking forward in, in being able to roll those for a specific item. Cause I know like, um, handmaids, uh, handmade rifles, that kind of stuff is, is a big, big ticket item like mini guns. Um, and there's, there's some, there's some weapons that are favored over others. So like people, don't necessarily need uh you know guitar sword legendaries other than the fact of that being pretty cool um of but that's not the, like the the high ticket item um so i I'm, I'm of course to do yeah I, i'm looking forward to that what about you all is that something that you're interested in i'm interested in trying out some of the new build possibilities like there's an aristocrats build you can do or essentially the more caps you have <laughs> the uh and there's like some other ones where, where essentially a food build can become viable. It's, which is just, I think hilarious. Um, it's, it's interesting. Some of the new variations that'll be rolling out. I should really give my character a build. I don't really have one. <laughs> I have stuck with the same parrot cards since like the start of the game. <laughs> and they've all been very random. He's a man about town. A madman. I just have a big gun and I shoot things. That's all I do. I could do more damage, but I just don't. <laughs> idiot savant. <laughs> I have the idiot build. That's what I have. <laughs> I should really look into more of this. It's funny to go back and play this past week and, and to roll a new character, and I haven't done that in you know in years. Um, I can say that it's been it's been years since it's I've been done eighty four oh years. Uh, but to, to go back and, and roll that again, <laughs> to go back and do that again, and to and to uh, to, to kind of start fresh, like 
where it's like, okay, I have like these four weapons and four different ammo types, and I'm going to run out of three of these by the time I get there. And eventually I'm going to switch over to the melee weapon just so that I can get through this particular area. And oh no, I, I've like stopped paying attention to my health and I need to heal. Like the, the management of that early game, I think is like, is probably one of the best. Um, so I, I do agree there needs to be like an idiot savant build where it's like <laughs> if you were just like entirely chaotic and how you play you do more damage like if you're like constantly it's like high like high damage for like a few bullets on like the first gun that you have and if you switch to another one you're gonna get more and it's kind of like you know i'm just like I'm pitching stuff but i do agree that there needs to be an idiot savant <laughs> because that would be hella fun yeah if you accidentally take rat away instead of a stim pack you know you get a buff uh, you know, oh. the, the kind of stupid things. Like if you instantly healed from this right away. Fantastic. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, so we've got. Uh, we also go have ahead. we have our first caller. Oh damn! Let's bring him in. Hello. What's up? What's up? What's, What's up? up? I thought you were going to do your voice, Ken. Uh, uh, Collar, welcome to the Fallout Hub, (laughs) the number one radio station, (laughs) Appalachia. (laughs) I shouldn't be making Brian laugh right now. Yeah. (laughs) It's all good. I've actually... um, Crazy cool news. I've been off oxygen since about 9.30 last night, and my fats are sitting at like 97% blood oxygen, so I'm... I'm doing good. Doing that's, good. that's awesome. Yeah, just uh, for anybody who, who doesn't know, uh, Brian from the Omega Broadcast um, has been dealing with, with double lung uh, COVID pneumonia. Um, so it's, it's been quite serious. He's been kind of dealing with, with that last week after after getting it from a funeral. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 But I'm good. I'm getting there, guys. I'm getting there. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. Great here, man. That stuff is. I had a friend that that got COVID from a funeral, and this like that double punch is kind of. It's it's one of those things of, you don't oh. think about because you, you know you're shaking hands, you you're hugging, and you're trying to you know console people, but at the same time you're like, oh wait, I'm just contracting everything. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. What are you most excited about with some of the patch news that's been coming out? <laughs> Yeah, so I am like, uh, so you guys talked about the expeditions and stuff. I'm stoked about those just to see, you know, what happens there. But um, I'm stoked for pets in the winter. That's like my biggest Oh, excitement. yes, that's right. I forgot yeah. what you Yeah, yes. I can't like, well, especially with like, you know, the, the model dog for dog meat passing away and all that. And that like, it just got me excited to think about, man, I would love to have a dog that just like wanders with me or something if they allow that, you know, but. Um, I don't know how it's going to be, but it's very intriguing. I'd love to see something that's the, instead of it being at your camp, which I think originally, here's my theory and I'm going to do some wild speculation and I have absolutely no, no insight into what is actually going on, but we the patch shoot showed up Dave like moment. maybe a year and a half ago. And like, Here's another Dave moment. Yeah, um, it, it showed up in the atomic shop maybe like a year and a half ago, and I would suspect that they're trying to get them so that they can be like a, a real 
companion to you because they don't require yeah. any dialogue. They don't require, you know, that much stuff. But to be I able to follow awesome you, I think because, that would be like, really cool. You know, it wouldn't work to me any different than the other games. Like if they get down, they literally just kind of whimper until you stem pack them so they can't die or whatever. And so I think I think it's it's more feasible, like you were saying, with having no dialogue choices. Like I could see the difference in having to take, say, um, Beckett with you because you got to have to deal with that whole thing. But having a dog with you or a cat or a, a mole miner or a mole rat or something, you know, I think I don't know. I just think it'd be really cool. I really hope it's like, um, don't know if anyone's seen it, but like World of Warcraft pets. Yeah. And they're bringing, yeah. They're bringing like little pets from like other Bethesda titles as well. I can imagine like a. Like one of the doom demons or something, just like miniaturized. And that would just be one of your pets. That would be really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, like bringing mud crab. Yeah. <laughs> you laugh, but it will be a thing. That's true. And if I if I could have a pet, and I want everybody to say what kind of pet they would have, but um, uh, Brian, you said a dog, yeah, right? right? You wanted yeah. a dog. I'm thinking I'm gonna get a possum. Yeah. I'm gonna get like one of those two-headed possums that looks like, yeah, no. you know, kind of crazy. That's what I'm going for. What about what about you all? Um, I would have to go with a smaller sloth that can like sit on you when it's not in combat. Yes, it's like hang on you. <laughs> Some would call it a micro sloth. A micro sloth, of course. I would love an owlet. They're just kind of adorable and pathetic looking. Like if if, yeah. if you meet that one in the entrance to the deep, he's just kind of he looks a little sad. Yeah, he needs a friend. But with yeah, like you said, with Beckett and and some of these other companions, kind of following you places now, the pathing uh, and bonding to you clearly exists. So maybe this was a first step in that. I would love to be able to to take Brutus the mutant cat with me uh, on, on adventures. Yes. Yes, I think, I, th- I think it's going to make a, the game just even more fun. Yeah, agreed. Mm. I agree. Well, cool. Did you have any other thoughts? Uh, no, I'm just uh, bored, so I just wanted to jump on and chat with my friends. We're glad and, you did, and we're glad you're feeling better. Yes, yes, yes. But I will, I'll jump off and get back to watching the show, guys. So. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. See you, Brian. Uh, should we take Scully face? Yeah, let's do it. Let's just like, let's just roll with the punches. We're all here to hang out. Let's just roll with them. Yeah. Scully face. Hi. I feel like I'm that kid that's walking in late to class and has no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Just say but you yes. see those are the kids those are the kids that really know really know what's going on because you know they roll with the punches they get they come in they just like insert themselves into it they're like all right I'm with it I'm here in the tide we're ripping and roaring you know we're we're hanging tin on the surfboard as we go through the typhoon <laughs> <laughs> Yeah between uh what are you most excited about for some of this, this upcoming patch uh, obviously, um, you're excited about the camp slots <laughs> and 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 that new shelter. <laughs> yes, what's that's a new right. shelter? The cave shelter. Yes, they're finally releasing Ooh. that. I'm so excited! I can't wait to play around in that. 
Yeah, it's going to be nice just to have something to, to decorate in that isn't a goddamn vault that you have to try and yeah. make it not look like a vault. Right? Yeah, that's going to I be can, great. I can finally make my cave bar I wanted to make ages ago. Ooh. Here's what I would... Here's what I would recommend people. I would recommend people get the cave shelter and then build a vault in the cave shelter. And then that really will confuse people. Yeah, super meta. Oh, that'd be so cool, actually. You know what I want to do? If there's a water feature in there, I want to build the pirate ship from Goonies. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah. I haven't done a pirate ship yet. I think that would be hilarious. See, my mind just instantly went to... um... When Dave said, like, the vault inside the cave, it went to, like, little lamplight. Oh. Just because you can get the cave, the vault entrance in there. Yeah, that's a good call. It's your little lamplight, man. Yeah, I'm curious to see how large that place is going to be. I hope it, well, I hope it's not too big because the larger it is, the less, like, uh, I guess it feels like the less build budget we have. I wasn't sure where that comment was going. <laughs> it's, it's too early for that. This is true. There's yeah. so many options now. It's hard. Like, even like, I, I really like building. There's like, now it's like there's the buffet of things. And so it's like when you go to the Chinese buffet and you're looking at all the options and you're like, I really only have room for like these like four things. It's like how do we how do we get to all of this? How do we do all of this building? There's so much building, so much real estate to now utilize. How do we do it? Right. Scully's like, I have no problem doing that. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Already got the schematics and everything. It's, it's all sorted. <laughs> I've got a Willy Wonka themed cave in mind. <laughs> oh, Actually, that would be kind of cool. That is so cool. What, what 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 part of Willy Wonka? What's what's the which scene? Are we talking about the like LSD boat ride? Or are we talking about like <laughs> like the the TV room? Like what are we? Uh, where you walk in and everything's made of candy with that that chocolate waterfall. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. If you do that, you should put it on YouTube and then you should try to cover that song in like a parody. That I'm just like I'm just making up s- stuff for you to do with you know all the time that I think you have. Um, if you're ever bored, Jay will do. take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. We can if, get Fenwa to sing it. <laughs> oh, actually, that's a great idea. Fenwa would be an amazing. I could see him doing a classic, creepy Gene Wilder. Oh. Yeah. We, he's been voluntold now. Like that. It's <laughs> on his list of things <laughs> Classic. Yeah. What, uh, what what were you most excited about for the pit? Because we were talking about the pit earlier too. Honestly, I just I I like the idea of seeing a new location. I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Appalachia, but it'd be really great to get out of Appalachia. <laughs> I'm with you, sister. <laughs> well, here's here's a thing. Um, you're actually fun fact. Let me put on my geography degree. Hang on. I can kind of turn my camera so that I can show off a little bit of my degree. Ooh. Oh, this is going to be real hard. Okay, there's the corner of my degree. Um, here's Okay, now he, now here's the thing. I'm going to point to it. Uh, the pit is actually in Appalachia. All right, now I can turn my camera back. Um, so nobody's <laughs> actually leaving Appalachia. They're just going to a city extra. Ah. 
how pretentious do I sound now? <laughs> Can we get more tours of Dave's place? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's go for it. Um, I have some Fallout posters behind me. When I talk, see, this is fun. I just move over. All right, awesome. if you can, like, all right. You know, in CSI, when they do the enhance, those are like the mm. you know you've seen those like tourist posters. I got them on eBay for like twenty bucks. Um, I love these are posters. teasing all of the podcasts that all right, I have in development, but I shouldn't be talking about that. Is that an R two D two there? Yeah, it is. There's an R two D two here. Oh, um, there's a Tibetan singing bowl here. Um, there's some Star Wars action <laughs> figures here. Here's the White House. Um, like, I'm just giving you the tour. All right, let's go around my house now. Um, <laughs> question, question. Fallout? Let's get, let's get back Welcome to, to Fallout Cribs. Fallout <laughs> Cribs. Right. Um, do you think we're going to be able to build camps in, in, uh, in Pittsburgh, in the pit? Do you think there's going to be a big, oh, like, I, the same system, or is it going to be like a little different, a little smaller, or is there not going to be any? I am hoping we'll be able to build there, like I, we were able to in Nuka World. It would be yeah, really nice. I think we'll probably get interior building, but oh, not that's interesting. But yeah, but I don't think there'd be like. See, I, I was thinking like Diamond City when you go in and you can buy like that little space, yep. interior space. But because it's a city, I don't know how much freedom you would get, like freeform building with traditional camps. That's true, yeah. Mm. yeah I'm curious if it's going to be like you have like a, it's not going to be like a camp or anything, but you like claim a little area and you can put up some turrets and put up some like workshop or something, like just oh, yeah. something. And maybe like it would be cool if it was like a smaller scale. That's the whole thing that I. Or like before seventy six released, I'm like I'm gonna go into these like these cities that I know, and I'm gonna build directly in them, and I'm just gonna build this like you know off because that's the the fun part of of a lot of the settlements in, in four is they reutilize um, places that already existed. And so I'm like in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. So I'm curious if there's gonna be anything that's like kind of on a little bit of that scale, considering the density of the city. Yeah, curious. Hmm. I'm wondering how the travel there is going to be um, because we see a vertebrate. So I wonder if it's something like we actually turn a, a cargo bot into a transport or I'm wondering how we're going to get there. I was personally hoping, see how like in the original like pet TLC, like the way together is with you and that NPC going in that little, uh, what oh was the yeah, the hand car, car hand car. If two players, yeah, the hand car, two yep. players go on that and they have to do that for a straight hour. <laughs> they activate the motion controls and people have yeah. to <laughs> Just waving <laughs> your Xbox like, come on, we'll get that eventually. The grind on the next scoreboard is making your way to the pit. <laughs> you have seven days to use Fair the hand card to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and you my it. my pitch my pitch would be if you had so you, you get there, I guess you like get on a vertebrate and then you're like flying over and they shoot the vertebrate and then you're like you gotta jump out and then like you jump out and then at a certain point you activate a parachute but then there's like 99 other players there and then you got to fight each other but there's fire on the outside oh i'm oh i'm sorry i'm just i'm just describing the clear winner oh no i thought that was fortnite <laughs> why is there a bus flying in the sky what's going on <laughs> Any other thoughts, Scully? About what are you excited about for the future? Um, 
permanent pets that I don't have to worry about dying. Yeah. That's always a bummer. Right? I've got a My Alert King, and every time I load in on Xbox, I'm like, are you still alive, Poseidon? <laughs> Poseidon. <laughs> I named him Poseidon. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that shooting them, like, because those, like, show up strangely, or they used to, at least. Uh, and I would imagine, because that's a pretty tough enemy in general. Mm-hmm. So if you're, like, an, if you're, like, just, like, a person walking along and you see a My Alert King, you're like, Oh shit! I have a limited amount of time to kill the thing, so right. <laughs> I see your predicament. Yeah. <laughs> even uh, he even loaded in once as a legendary, and I was just like, "No, no, I need to leave the server now." Whoopsie! <laughs> I was like, "I don't need someone to see that and go, oh, hey, look, there's my legendary kill for the day." Yep, basically. No. <laughs> Any other thoughts, Scully? That's about it. I'm excited about that shelter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and building, just in general. <laughs> <laughs> Always building. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your call. Yeah, thanks Thank for coming by, Scully. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, Scully. Yeah. Uh, there was one last piece I wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about and was kind of. Uh, <laughs> announced uh in conjunction with other good news is uh that nuclear winter is leaving the game uh that they are they're shutting down that mode um it's going away um i am actually uh, i want to hear everybody's thoughts on it i am i am pretty disappointed i don't know about you all but i'm as somebody who like casually played that i'm pretty disappointed yeah this is uh i mean it's it's less i think talked about now than it was when it was first announced uh yeah i think a lot of people were equally disappointed but it's one of the things where clearly not enough people play it consistently for it to make sense to allocate resources towards um and i'm with you i enjoyed playing it casually like our our group in the aristocracy at least on every friday we play at least one or two matches um, just because it's kind of fun for us to do. And it's something different to do, um, particularly because when we've been playing this for so long, it's at least uh, to change things up a little bit, but still be playing the game. It It is nice as a little respite now and then to go do some nuclear winter nonsense. Um, yeah, there was there was a lot of people really unhappy about the announcement, but... Um, Clearly, the lion's share of us just are interested in more PvE content versus PvP. Yeah. For me, I'm more of a PvE person, but, like, I enjoyed Nuclear Winter for what it was. I think the blow wouldn't have been so bad if there was another, like, PvP alternative. Like, if they still had survival modes, and that was, like, more along the lines of nuclear winter in terms of like freedom of just killing people um it would be good but yeah because i know a lot of groups on twitter like their sole activity was playing nuclear winter just for the pvb combat so it's like what are they gonna do well think about how many people came to this game thinking it was going to be like a rust Mm. situation um where pvp was so much a part of this game as it was originally envisioned. So when you came to this game, kind of looking for that, you know, first 
you had kind of unsatisfying PvP in regular adventure mode. Then you get survival, and then that gets nerfed and finally canceled. Uh, then you got nuclear winter, uh, and then just nothing was done with it, and then that gets canceled. I can see how they're frustrated uh, and not knowing what to do. But um, if we actually get private server modes, like they said, uh, that will allow for PvP experiences, as Mark Tucker had mentioned, um, I think that will allow players to maybe kind of create their own PvP content. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Like my mind there went to like, oh, if it, it would be cool if they made like PvP arenas, and then the pet would be another PvP arena or something like that. Yeah, but then in private server, if you could just make your own, and then allow the ability just to turn it on for the entire server, and then turn it back off when you're done, like that'd be great. I think that would solve a lot of problems for a lot of people. I would love to see. I think one of the benefits, the benefit of of Nuclear Winter, was that it was a way to play a Fallout game with PvP where everyone was kind of on the same playing field. Like, there was, like, st- like you didn't have a million stim packs. You you just had... You had the weapons that you found, and they weren't these, like, crazy, like, legendaries. You, you got to play with some of the mutations and, and perk cards. Like, you, you got these, like... These elements to give you a little bit of an edge, but it was it was all situational and dependent on what you found. And so, like... It had those elements of I think what they wanted, what they wanted that rest like experience to be, um, just from like this like found like oh I'm I'm coming in I'm coming in fresh I don't have anything on me I'm just like fresh out of the vault and I'm gonna go find like oh I've just got wood armor for right now but I have this big fancy gun that I'm gonna use to try to get some people and sometimes a sniper rifle is better than have than a huge Gatling gun. Sometimes you don't want to wear power armor because it makes you very visible. Like there's some, there's some really easy to learn, uh, like tactics to that. Um, and, and it was my favorite of like battle Royale games. Like, obviously there's like ones that have, that have done better, like that, that are like better from like a, a, you know, strategy from like a a gameplay from like the 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 ability the scale the the progression like there's a ton but it was one of it it was probably my favorite and it was the easiest it was the one i would recommend the people that that were casual about it that already had like oh i want to play a battle royale but i don't want to sit around for like an hour and play this and just get absolutely roasted like there was some space because of the amount of players the size of the maps there was some space between people so that you had time to get your items to kind of get a collection going. And if you wanted to play sneaky and kind of like hide in the bush, people talk about hiding in the bush all the time. Um, (laughs) If you wanted to, if you wanted to do that, then you could, and you could end up towards the end. And I will try to not make any jokes any further. And I need to stop. So I'm going (laughs) to throw that off me. What do you all think? <laughs> Awkward silence. I'm I'm just trying. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move. That's close to making jokes. <laughs> listen, I, I got I got put in. A, you know when I get put in a host position that it's like I am trying my best to keep my chaotic energy in check, and it is so hard. I am like I'm like bursting at the seams of like trying. It's like you know putting a putting a pig in a suit, still a pig. Um, the the last thing and, and kind of. Kind of a good transition is I think one of the reasons that they're that they're stopping Nuclear Winter is because it was developed by um, it was in collaboration with the New Dallas studio that they have I believe uh, that they were 
primarily the ones uh, that, that that kept yeah. that mode open and, and and had that different stuff. Um, but I'm imagining that a lot of the resources right now are being put into the Starfield. Um, which, even though this is a follow-up podcast, I would still like to get a uh, a temperature check on uh, your reaction to uh, Bethesda's new IP and their first new IP in years since Elder Scrolls. Um, what do you all think about that? I'm so hyped for this. <laughs> very, very uh- hyped. This, I'm very hyped about the potential of it, man. Because I, I, you watch the, you watch the trailer. I'm like, do you know what? This is this is pretty exciting. I'm liking the look of this. And then I seen the uh, the concept art immediately after it, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is where it's going. Okay, this this could this could potentially be an amazing game, an amazing game. What what most people still don't quite get, or maybe don't really wrap their heads around so creation engine 2 the trailer that dropped that was 100% in-game footage so to compare that to where we are now with fallout it's what i'm also excited about which ties back into fallout so creation engine 2 elder scrolls 6 fallout 5 on that is going to look ridiculous yeah i'm very curious about about the systems like when you when you look at i you know kind of that you get a general feel for the aesthetic that they're trying for with starfield we don't know anything about gameplay we don't know anything about um you know actual like what you're going to be doing i mean it could be like we're delivering popsicles to small children not planets like we're not 100% sure on what exactly that is, but we get a feel of the aesthetic and, and, and the vibe that they're going for and uh, that you can climb a ladder in this game for the first time ever. Um, Still no pizza. So, no. No pizza. Um, one, of the, one of the games that, that I generally like the aesthetic of and, and like plays, there's this game called Outer Worlds, that's, or not Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds. That's the one that I get confused with. It. That's a, it's an indie game on, um, I think it's still on... Um, games pass uh and it's on epic game store it's a bunch of different places but essentially it's a small solar system that you're flying through and like you get into this like cockpit of a, a ship and it is like a rickety ship and you are trying to fight gravity and you're trying to like oh you could just like fly into the sun you could like get your propulsion wrong and have to like escape pod yourself out of the ship like it, it has this kind of like Space flight is is hard, and and Todd Howard had talked about how they wanted that to be a thing. Like, you know, a, a lot of like sci-fi universes, they just like fly in space, like Star Trek, and it's you know it, it's no big deal. But he had talked about in this universe, he wanted that to be like a very like visceral thing, like like something that like took effort and 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 had considerations of like how you're going to get to different places. Um, and I think that's the most exciting thing for me because we don't see that very often in sci-fi of this like it's hard to fly a spaceship it's gonna be rickety like you could get break something in your hole and just get sucked out in the space and i feel like that it's gonna have some of that system wise in the game i'm very excited to um think that i'm doing this massive cinematic sci-fi landing in this landing pad only to bounce off and then just fly into a building or something yes and then from there it's just chaos (laughs) 
you forget to add too much coolant, and the next thing you know, your reactor melts down and ship explodes. Um, what I, I'm plus, I'm really excited about the fact that, considering how linear Fallout Four was, um, the the fact that they said that this is going to be really a proper RPG um, to really create your own stories, um, your character, um, and how people react to you and how events kind of shape around you based on your choices. I'm really excited about, I don't, I don't feel we've had that really. I think new Vegas for me was the last time I felt that in any real way. Yeah. It feels like you're being inserted like oftentimes in, 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 in fallout and, and some in, in some of the elder Scrolls games, it seems like that the world is, it, you know, only exists for like what's right in front of you. But sometimes in a, in a few of them, it feels like that you are just you are a piece of this gigantic, like moving um, <laughs> ship. <laughs> like you're part of this, like this, this big system and you're not the most important part, but you are a cog in there. But you get to make your own decisions and affect certain things and kind of like. Like, you know, I guess, change things up uh, within that. And I. I love those kinds of games. That's the kind of stuff that I'm really excited about. And it excites me that with this new engine to see some of the stuff that they, there's some leaks and some different stuff of like, there may be something with gravity and oxygen. Like there may be some like indicators or some systems based on that. And I'm curious what systems they're going to add in, in future iterations like elder scrolls or fallout. Like what systems could they add? Could it be like, you know, more in depth, like radiation poisoning, like, where there's mutations where it's like, Oh, now I have a a third arm. Like, you know, they always joke vault boy did or what have you. See, I'm really curious because when you first, like when Todd Howard first said in the article, like, ah, yeah, we want this to be like a very hardcore RPG. My mind went back to like Morrowind and I really hope that it's like Morrowind where they could literally let you just break the game in general if you wanted to, by making a certain choice or by going into a certain place where you weren't supposed to. Love that. Yeah, that would be. If they went that far. Yeah. What do you think the story's going to be about? Um. Hmm. I think it's going to be, you know, I, and I'm 100% right in this, and I'm going to, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm 100%, like, I know exactly what's happening. I've talked to Todd Howard at the barbecue. It's all kosher. <laughs> um, I think that we're going to have, like, the, this is going to be, the second the second human expedition to another solar system. So I think it's going to be like okay, we're going to go to this solar system, but the first humans have that had been there have already left for another one. So there's going to be like a a kind of like, you know, pick up the pieces, find out where they went because you got to find somebody in 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 any in any Bethesda game you got to find something. Like you got to find the dragons or the emperor or your father or your son or your sister. Like if you can find these astronauts, I think that that's a good, like what happened to the missing astronauts? I think that that's a good like plot device to move things forward. Yeah. That's certainly your brother is the astronaut that took over and went just as you got there. And you're like, Oh, where's my brother? I need to go find him for some reason. Only for me to find him and shoot him in the face, but then again, it's still, uh, you know, <laughs> still right? Because in Bethesda fashion, he's like the your evil yeah. clone that they've 
implanted into something and, and it's it's time for like a See, reenactment of face off. I did that immediately in Fallout 4 when uh, the father was turned out to be your son. Didn't even give him a chance. I immediately walked in and shot him in the face. <laughs> you know what? I, I did the same thing and until yeah, I broke the game at that point. That was a mistake. Yeah. It's like Sean's dead. I'm like, what? Whoops. Huh? My, my bad. Well, yeah. there's there's certainly a lot to be excited for, and and we've got a lot of good stuff coming down the pipe. Um, we've got you know a year full of updates with Fallout seventy six, and I mean there's so much time in between, even what they've announced with seventy six and Starfield that I'm curious what even like twenty twenty two has in store, what the fall update is going to be, where they're changing something with private worlds. There's like some hint mm-hmm. of that. Um, I'm not. Maybe you all have your ear close to the ground. Have you have you heard any rumblings? Has there been any rumblings in the Fallout world of such a thing? I think that's going to be the new server modes that they were teasing that Mark Tucker teased when he was on the show. That was last year for QuakeCon. Um, I think that's what we're going to be be getting. Um, so maybe that opens up some new options for PvP. Uh, but also, I, I would love to be able to have weather and time controls. Anyone yes. who films machinimas, but yes. like, like Bundycock, for instance, uh, to be able to control, uh, stop the weather and the time so you can just, you know, film without having to do it five times uh, would be fantastic. I was doing that the other day. I had to server hop it's like so six times or something. Yes. And clear out the same location because it was filled with super mutants or something. And I'm like, oh, ah, <laughs> the, the union actors, I mean, when they get on those sets, I mean, they have a limited amount of time. And the next day when you got to go film, you know, with the, with mm. SAG and with all the different stuff, you gotta, you gotta make sure the site's clean and, that you know, if if we could just bust these unions up, then we could actually get some machinimas filmed. You know, yeah. What uh, now in the in the the post E three afterglow? What did you guys think about that entire showcase and even some of the other games that we saw? It, I mean, I obviously thought it was good because it, it convinced me enough to go buy an Xbox. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Kid. I, I mean, um, they've done their job. <laughs> Yeah, they did their job. I haven't, I haven't owned one in, in it's been ten years or eleven years. I'm not sure. Eighty four um, years. All, a lot of stuff is really is really exciting to me. Um, I'm glad that they are pushing not only um, BGS but they're pushing Arcane. I feel like that that everybody says that they are an undervalued. Like they put mm-hmm. out great games with amazing worlds. Um, all their stuff is great. Um, I'm excited to own both a PlayStation Five and an Xbox, so I can play Deathloop, and then I can play Red Ball. Yes, Deathloop deal. Yes, Deathloop. I'm interested in. Um, it's interesting to to see, and, to, and it's been fun to go back and play um, old Xbox One games and kind of newer Xbox One games that that have mm-hmm. like. I think that there was like a like a switch that was turned where they were like, okay, we're going to start developing with this mindset. And it's interesting to play those newer games that are looked at as like, okay, we're going to make these things timeless. Like, you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like crap talk, but it's like weird playing Crackdown 3 when I'm like, I really just want to play Saints Row 2 like, or Grand Theft Auto 5 where it's like, eh, this is kind of like whatever. But when I go and play, let's say like State of Decay 2, like that feels like an experience. It feels like I'm playing a game. Or when I go and play, um, 
Oh, uh, like Master Chief Collection or something. It's like this is this is Halo. This is like a, a timeless piece. Um, I, I think that I think that they're trying to build these parts and pieces to have things for everyone. Um, the most the most excited thing, and and one of the reasons, pretty much one of the main reasons outside of Starfield that I bought the Xbox was for um, Microsoft Flight Sim because I have tried and tried to get that to run on my computer and I cannot. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah, the next flight simulator that they tease, good lord, was that beautiful. Like, I'm not into flight sims, but wow, holy crap, did that look good. To be fair, it made me consider downloading it. The only thing that turned me off was the fact that it's like 100 gigs. (laughs) So I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have space, I don't think. Yeah, I need all video game developers to please manage the size of your games. Like, they should not be over 50 gigabytes. (laughs) I need you all to know that. I need you all to work that out and figure it out. You know, sit amongst yourself, have a team meeting, and figure it out. I want 4K photorealistic visuals uh, on 100 megabytes, please. Please. Yes. (laughs) Optimize. You got to optimize. Optimize every, you know... Like make this like people are like as smooth as butter. No, make it like as smooth as like a like Salt Lake City or something. I don't know why I came. I don't know. Wow, why where I did that come Salt from? Lake City. I don't know. I was trying to think of like very calm water, and I came up with the Salt Lake. Then I just came up with Salt Lake City. <laughs> now I picture that Dave has like a, a Salt Lake City horror story, like somewhere. He's <laughs> having flashbacks right now, like Vietnam. Maybe, maybe. It was the summer I'll never forget. Salt Lake so, City. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't get a chance to to get to get your temperature check here. And what did you, you think? Uh, I liked overall. I was already sold on Xbox. I'm not getting the new console because I've got a gaming PC. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I <laughs> um, but I was already sold. Like Fable and Avowed in that last year. Yes. I was hoping to see more of them this year, but. I guess those are early in development, but everything else they showed was pretty cool. Even the Pirates of the Caribbean Sea of Thieves DLC got me excited, which was such an odd thing that I was not expecting to be excited about, but <laughs> it was still funny and still cool. But everything else they showed was pretty cool um, and pretty exciting, especially for Game Pass as yeah. well. Game I think Pass this, is really yeah, wow. This showcase just sold Game Pass <laughs> for everyone. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I told. I told my wife when when um, it was like when we were doing. I was I was going to buy it. I was like, well, I'm not going to buy any new games, and that's true. I'm not going to buy any new games. I'm just going to get Games Pass, and that's just mm. going to be it. You see, that's that's your marketing genius, Ken. That's like some good. Right, <laughs> right. That's the way it goes. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, like even Forza Horizon Five. I was really excited about the other cool thing. I don't know if you heard, Kieran, but Fable is going to be on the same engine that Forza Horizon 5 is. Yes. So think about how beautiful Fable is going to look with that level of detail. It's going to be awesome. I'm, really, I'm so excited about that game. I'm so excited about that game. I started, I it got me, I, like, I'm not a big car person, but watching the Forza Horizon 5 thing got me to actually download Forza Horizon 4 from the Game Pass as well, which is pretty cool. It's so. a lot of fun. It's really fun. It's in your yeah, backyard. <laughs> yeah. In I can go to Edinburgh, which is, you know, it's an all right town. It's not Glasgow, but, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, to me, I'm, I'm joking. I'm like, you know, it's like just, I'm playing all the video games. 
because the game's mm. best is like I'm playing them all. I have all the video games. I'm playing them all, and I'm gonna direct like inject them into my veins. <laughs> that and what's really good about it, and I was saying this to my friend just there, is the fact that you can at least on PC. I don't know if it's on console right now, but they launched the uh, cloud gaming with the Game Pass Ultimate. So on PCs, like if you don't want to immediately download a game, but you want to just you know have a feel around it, you can just load up the the cloud for like. 10 minutes or something and then decide from that which i think is really cool yeah that's awesome yeah i think that's on i think that's on console and i think it's coming mm. to they're gonna make it so that um like it, it'll be like series x quality if you have like an xbox one now i'm like i have like no clue what xbox was doing for 10 years up until recently and now i'm like oh bill gates <laughs> and microsoft and what's going on with halo <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly it was a, a strategically amazing move uh, mm. for everybody involved. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about the future. Mm. Well, I think I think we've like we've like done su- we've done such a good job rounding these bases, you know, without too much of falling off the train. So I just want to congratulate everybody for staying in their seat for this whole trip. Um, it's been it's been a wild ride, but we haven't hit the emergency brake at any point. Um, I'm, it's kind of like when you land off of a plane ride and they're like, congratulations and welcome to, um, Salt Lake city. The current weather is a hundred degrees and it's a nice wind speed of seven miles per hour. Um, so I want to take this time to, uh, to kind of, I, I guess, you know, let people know what we've got going on in our, in our, uh, content creation, personal lives. So I want to hand the floor to you, Kieran, and let, us know let the people know what you've got going on and don't be don't be like ah, i've he's, not got anything he's working on a very about. cool project that he's going to tell us about right now i'm working on a lot of cool things a few i can't talk about but um i'll talk about a few of them um currently i am producing a documentary series on Fallout, which is pretty cool, called Nookaverse, where each episode covers an entirely new story within the Fallout franchise, a community-based story. So um, episode one is on the Vulture group, which is this role-playing raider group that's at the centre of this massive RP lore, which is amazing. I didn't get to them in my last documentary, but now I'm getting to them, which is really fun. And uh, future episodes are going to be Covering a lot of cool stuff, stuff that you won't anticipate, I don't think. Especially with you, Ken. You won't anticipate it, man. You, you just don't know. You don't know what's coming. Um, and then <laughs> a, <laughs> alongside the that is... The darkness is um, coming. The darkness is coming. Uh, alongside that, I'm also creating a feature documentary on uh, Bethesda modding called Creation Git, which um, covers the entire... Well, not entire, but... A nice linear story history of um, Bethesda modding all the way from Daggerfall up until uh, Fallout 4, which is really cool. So I'm talking to a lot of fantastic modders for that documentary, which is awesome. And um, what else do I have? Ah, yeah, I'm also making a machinima series called The Tourist, which um, which follows uh, the comic C- or comic strip for Fallout 3 called One Man in a Box of Puppets, if you don't know what that is. Um, it is the uh, it's the puppet man from Vault seventy seven, and so I'm sort of adapting that and also being a sequel as well. So I'm filming that right now and hopefully getting that out in July. So 
that's stuff I have going on. Someone on Facebook did the most amazingly detailed puppet man I have ever seen. I'll have to send that to you. Um, oh, yeah. He built a whole sculpture of it. It's pretty impressive. Nice. So where can we where can we get all that? Uh, you can find the documentaries over on youtube.com forward slash pumpkin dynasty and then the machinimas on uh, Bundacop, youtube.com forward slash Bundacop. And we'll put links for that in the show description so people can go down there and check that out. That's awesome stuff. Sounds really cool. Uh, Kim, what do you got going on? Uh, I've been a little, 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 little busy. Um, we dropped our, our most recent episode of the show, um, dropping cryptid creeps here shortly. Finally, um, I have, uh, three more scenes and then I should be able to knock that out here over the holiday weekend, which should be good. Um, and then we're, we're moving on to the next episode, which is beer bros and Brahmin riding, um, with Bethesda's lady Devon being introduced as Atomic Alice, um, and also Bethesda's Farrah Bowden being introduced as the Archivist, a character with a really intriguing enough backstory that he wanted to do it. Um, interesting. I pitched him a, a really interesting character that I thought he could have fun with. Um, beyond that, in uh, August, we actually have QuakeCon coming up, the end of August, Um so leading up to that, the QuakeCon community Discord has been uh, doing a series of Friday night events. Um, so the community can join in and do some some fun stuff for prizes, atoms. Um, so we'll be doing a bunch of those leading up to that. Um, and then I think they're going to be, at some point soon, QuakeCon should be dropping a, a schedule shortly. Uh, about some, I'm looking forward to QuakeCon again this year. After we did. That's uh, going to be awesome. Yeah, QuakeCon was a lot of fun last year. That's great. Uh, I've, I've don't have much going on. I've got, um, episodes of, uh, vault boys coming out. Um, we're working on, it's like we, we I say that we're working on a rebrand and we're working on a rebrand. It feels like I've rebranded the thing a million times. Um, but we've got episodes coming out of just like, it's weird news stories that we cover and then ask some discussion questions about with my buddy, Austin O'Connor. Eventually we're going to have him on the fallout hub here, talk about some of his photography stuff. Um, He's he's right now he's in the mountains of West Virginia at like Seneca Rocks, taking a bunch of waking up at four AM and taking pictures of, of rocks and sunsets. Sounds great. Sounds like his like Walden Throw masterpiece. Um And the pictures are beautiful. <laughs> they are beautiful. Um uh, and I think that's it. I think that's all we have for today's show. Uh, you can, of course, get it on all the different podcast services, YouTube, and watch us live uh every other Tuesday, unless there's been some variability in our schedule. Um, we've had some great episodes with a uh, game show with Danny Shigoro where we talk about ghouls. That was uh, uh, for the American Heart Association uh, charity drive that we did for Fallout for Hope. You can catch that. That was really cool. Um, we can talk I mean, that had like Danny acting like he was a disembodied voice and talking oh, about so David funny. Hasselhoff. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, and then we did a uh, rounded that off. Um, Ken invited uh, Nate Perkipile, who was the uh, lead artist uh, for Fallout 76 and uh, was uh, involved with the art for a bunch of Fallout and Elder Scrolls games. Got a chance to interview him, talk about his work, and talk about the work that he's doing with his new indie company um, in, in some very, you know, very light detail. Um, you should listen to that episode, check out his stuff, uh, and you should you know listen to all the other stuff we got going on here for the hosts at the uh, Robots Radio Network, which we're also a part of. I think I've covered everything, and I didn't use notes to cover all of that. I just want you all to be, you know, I want some, I want you all to be proud of me 
that I was able to do all of that. You know, this is, it's a big you know, ass. You almost made it through the entire show, but there was one important thing you forgot. What did I forget? Who's, who's missing, Dave? Who's, who's, what, what, what actor personality is, is missing from this show? That, that, Are you talking about me? Oh, Are there, you talking about, uh, talking uh, about me? Yep, there's on the phone calling in is Danny DeVito. <laughs> um, so I, I have, here's the thing about it, Ken and Karen, it's good to meet you. I've I've heard, I've, uh, I've listened to you on the episode before, but I do I wasn't on that episode in particular. But uh, it's nice to finally be here with you. Um, uh, I've been I've been if you if you listen to the podcast, uh, I've been I've been running ads for it, and I'm sure that Ken and Tom haven't listened to it. But every show starts with me talking about some ads. Um, this is this is uh, so you know they paid me a lot of money to come run the ads because I'm. Famous actor Danny DeVito, not Fozzie Bear. Um, but you sound like it's a been drunk wonderful. Kermit the Frog. Um, sometimes it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strain. It's a strain to, to, to do my performance for you all for these odds and, and for the time. Um, and, and my union time is up because uh, I gotta go shoot um, uh, Batman. Uh, gotta be the penguin so I'll talk to you guys later I guess we'll just roll the credits there are you a fan of Elden Ring? are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? we've got you covered check out the Elden Archives a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Mikola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later, and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's the Elden Archives, a FromSoft Lorecast, available everywhere.